What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Yeah. Good old humor. Yeah. It is a middle week podcast. Mm. Is it it's middle of October? No, it's towards the end. Oh, towards the end. But it's been a week since we've done like, a, more than a week uh, since we've actually done a podcast where we talk about current affairs and all. Mm. Mm. Because we had the between? last, we had the Hantu guys oh, yeah. the last time. Yeah. Uh, actually, we've recorded a special Halloween episode yeah. featuring two actor, uh, two actresses from our Afterlife support mm. coming out soon. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but today, yeah, we're back to normal programming yeah. to talk about Talking about the news. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some interesting topics, like um, mm. which we will get into. But uh, one thing that we, we have been wanting to talk about, which we're trying to find the best way to talk about it, is, of course, the conflict that is going on in Israel and Palestine. Yep. yep. And, I mean, we, we are trying to get some really good guests in to talk about it uh, so that we can get a different perspective. But if anyone listening has a guest in mind, knows someone who can share things that are important for everyone to know, please put it down on Reddit reach out to us. I mean, we, we're trying to organize some people to come in. So we will definitely talk about it in due time, but we just want to be very comprehensive about it. And I think the big thing for us is that uh, I think everyone is very emotional about it now, right? Mm. Regardless of whatever side of the conflict that you, you, you're you on or what. Mm. Uh, it's very emotional. It's very, uh, you know, quite, quite moving scenes that we're seeing of families being uh, separated and, and killed and things like that. So. I think what we're trying to do is to be able to talk about it with someone in a more strategic or, or not, I wouldn't say objective, but strategic way mm. to, to, you know, beyond the emotions, the emotive aspects of this conflict, uh, what is the history, the background, and what's the what does the future hold as well? Right? Yeah, yeah. And how do we as, you know, people who are so far away from the conflict, but at the same time also, you know, there are a lot of parallels between like, uh, Singapore and, and the situation in, in Israel and Gaza mm. and everything, right? Mm, mm. Uh, and Singapore's involvement in the, the whole, as part of the international community. Yeah. Uh, how do we think about it, right? Yeah, as a exactly. day-to-day citizen or so. Yeah. And, and I guess just now when you said, you mean it's strategic, you mean you just, it's like in some way we want to think through how we talk about it. Because yeah. right now it's so easy to just go online and be consumed by one opinion and go down that path. But it's such a complicated conflict mm. that, yeah, we want to make sure that we bring in people. Maybe they've even been on the ground. Yeah. Maybe they work directly with those countries. Yeah. So stay tuned. Yeah. And there's so many sides to it, even between all the news sites. Mm. You watch Al Jazeera, it's a very different tone from watching CNN or Sky News or BBC and everything. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what, how to interpret all this is very important also. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's ongoing. We do want to talk about it, but just we're trying to find the best way to. Yes. Best way help. Yes. Cool. But in the meantime, yeah. <laughs> there's always some interesting things to talk about here in sunny Singapore. Yeah. Uh, not so sunny recently. A bit a bit more rain and everything. Yeah. Seems like the haze is like no longer a thing already. Eh? We've moved on beyond the haze already. Eh? Yeah. Because at one point they were saying that there's a lot of haze yeah, coming or something, boss. right? There was a mis- yeah, there was yeah, a task, task force. force put together. I remember my friend on the oh, weekend was like, shit. oh, I've got to deal with this task force. I'm like, as wow. in he was part of the task force. Or something like that, working on it, like yeah. Mm. So it's like seriously, come on, uh, everyone, quieted down. And now the latest update is they're gonna stop showing the daily PSI <laughs> numbers, yeah. right? 
because it's no longer a thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a good thing. Yeah, it's yeah, a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Now at least it's raining. Yeah, yeah. Right. At least I, I guess it's better that a task force was assembled so quickly rather than there not being a task force. Yeah. Or maybe the task force had a hand to play in the dissipation of the haze. Oh, yeah, rain clouds. Uh. Yeah, it's you never know. Yeah, sitting there like our job is done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we, they, they... They prayed lah, they prayed. <laughs> maybe they prayed very hard. No, it's like at the <laughs> end of like, uh, you know, Ocean's 11, Ocean's 12, they always go their separate ways, right? Yeah. Until they have to reconvene again. Uh, the next task force. The NASTA, MMTS. next task force. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it's not sunny Singapore, but yeah, there are things happening here that mm. are worth talking about. Yeah, man. Uh, shall we jump right into it? Sure. Hey, wait, did oh, we, yeah. we, we haven't done... Yeah, the one thing. Yeah, the one thing that to remember is that if you, if this podcast was of any use or helpful or interesting to you, please tell one person, tell one person about it this weekend. And if not, at the very least you can do is to follow us on our socials, you know, subscribe to to us on on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify. Leave a review. Do something that gets the word out there about this podcast. Hell yeah, man! Mm. Sweet. All right, shall and, we jump into the, the email? Uh, oh yes, correct. Yeah, uh, I'm just so excited to talk about this first one. I mean, uh, debatable. Uh, but yes, if you want to work with us, if you want to join our team, if you are looking to do something with us, uh, you can always reach out to us uh, at contact at ministryoffunny dot com. Mm. Contact at ministryoffunny.com. Contact at ministryoffunny.com. Yeah, man. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So, the first topic, which is earth shattering, Terrence. Mm, Yes. Yeah, it's a bombshell to the highest order. Mm, Yes. Um, And it is uh, the results of yet another survey Mm. that two in three Singaporeans who are planning travel plan it with the goal of catching up on sleep. Mm. How crazy is that, Terrence? Yeah. 2024 travel trends for yeah, Singaporeans. By booking.com. Yeah. Yeah. So it, that was one of the things because um, apparently two in three Singaporeans, when they plan trips, they plan to, they plan it with like not cramming the amount of activities you can do, mm. but it's just to get a good night's sleep. Clearing the sleep debt, right? Yeah. Supposedly. Sleep debt. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess this is timely since we're nearing the end of the year, holidays coming mm. up, people, you know, have travel plans. Uh, and this is yeah, a sobering reminder that uh, Singaporeans, maybe we work too hard. Lah. That's why even when we go holiday, all we're trying to do is catch up with sleep, lah, right? Yeah. I mean, over the years, there have been uh, a bunch of other surveys mm-hmm. that have revealed that, uh, okay, this was back in 2019. Singapore is the third most sleep deprived after Japan and India. That yeah. was a survey by Fitbit. Yeah. Uh, then another one in, yeah, even as way back as 2014, uh, then there have been studies. I think there was a study that uh, came out in 2023 earlier this year that early morning classes linked to poorer grades are uh, uh, among Singapore undergrads was attributed to lack of sleep. Mm. Then in 2022, only 27 people of people, 27 percent of people in Singapore get enough sleep. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, so yeah, but but what 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 made you want to talk about this topic? Uh? Um, I think it's uh interesting to. To see that Singaporeans, uh, yeah, I think our spending and 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 lifestyle habits are starting to become a bigger focus, like right, mm. uh, because I guess maybe society a bit more affluent. People have uh, they make lifestyle choices about holidays and things like that. Mm. But it's very clear to me from surveys like this that um, Singaporeans also like uh, we also work a lot of hours, like right. Mm. Not saying that we're productive. 
we just have a lot of hours of work mm. and highly stressed society. That's also, we see that in a lot of surveys, right? Mm. And this survey essentially is a confirmation that even our holidays are basically just making up for the, the for the stresses of daily life in Singapore. La. Which is kind of like, kind of sad, la, right? Think about it. If that's how Singaporeans live their lives. But, but were you surprised at the stat? Like two in three, no? That means even in this room, me, you and Tristan. Yeah statistically, two of us would plan holidays with sleep in mind. Yeah. Firstly, I mean, was I surprised? Like, what is the point of the question? I think that's the important thing. Why, why? Of course, I was surprised. Somewhat. I don't know. Some yeah, people yeah. might not be surprised. You like, you're always not surprised. Like, that's when you ask the question. Every no, time I, you want to say that, I wasn't surprised. <laughs> I knew it. I'm so smart. Then no. you always ask, were you surprised? Of this course is, I was surprised. No, I was damn surprised as well. This is, I was damn surprised. Two in three, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I was surprised. I was surprised. Yeah. yeah. So like, if you had to guess, what would your guess be? Uh, I mean, it's a very sad admission to say something like that. So I would guess probably 30%, 1 in 3 maybe. Uh, 1 in 3 lah. But for 2 in 3 to actually admit that holiday, they can't even enjoy holidays, then it's, it's kind of sad lah. But as you can't even enjoy uh, it's related, relative or because to them they're enjoying it because they want to sleep. Correct. Um, but so you're projecting time, your enjoyment. I'm projecting yeah, you're what, projecting. Yeah, so, so the, I, I think that's an interesting point mm. that we are projecting what we consider enjoyment yeah. on, on others or so. Yeah. Maybe that is the most Singaporean thing to do, to think that you've got to pack your holidays full of activities. Do like, you pack your holidays? Uh, now I don't have a choice because I, I, when I travel with my family, I have a toddler running around. Yeah. My day starts at like 6 or 7 in the morning. Serious ah? Yeah, like like you know the you know what the saying is: parents don't actually take vacation; they just um they just take care of their kid in a different country. La. That's all. Oh, I never heard that saying before. Yeah, yeah. So that's a thing la, about traveling with toddlers. Like, As in, that's uh, your saying, or you've heard it before? No, it's it's all over the internet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Basically, it? yeah. You essentially whatever you do in Singapore, just you just transplant it to a different. You country. can't tell your kid, hey, you also just catch up on your sleep, yeah, Just rest, work. la, bro. Doesn't work like that. The word rest doesn't exist as an action. As an action uh, verb. As it doesn't exist as a verb for children. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's so, no such thing as rest. What does rest mean? It means nothing to them. So that means if that is uh, a, a trend amongst parents, mm. that means this survey, like you can assume that if, if you had to answer this, yeah. your answer would be no lie. It's not based on sleep, right? It's not based on sleep. So yeah. that means out of the one out of three, that mm. already uh, excludes parents. Mm. Yeah. Right, yeah. who don't, uh, has it, it includes parents really. So the yeah. two out of three is, is even a bigger proportion. Yeah, and, and but yeah, so I guess it's like how, yeah, what's the demographic of the people that they are surveying or so like, right? Yeah. I guess if you're single, you know, unmarried or without children yet, yeah, you can have a lot of time to catch on sleep. Mm. But actually, otherwise, I think it would be very hard. So, so I mean, when I, when I went to look at the survey, it mm. was a mm. survey uh, commissioned by Booking.com. And uh, there were 27,733 respondents across 33 countries. Mm, mm. Uh, and these were polled, I think, um, uh, in July 2023. There were 502 people from Singapore. Mm, mm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still somewhat representative. Like, they didn't go too much into the, the, the demographics of who they are. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, another stat that came out that I also found surprising was that, uh, let's see, uh, what was it? Uh, four, three in four people uh, said when they're traveling, mm. they kind of like embellish their own backstory when they meet new people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three yeah. in four people, no? Yeah. So are you one of the three? No. You sure? 
I think so. Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not. Okay. Uh, and uh, that that also I found surprising. Mm, it is funny, lah. Yeah. But I I can imagine. Uh, usually Singapore has doesn't have the reputation for being the most exciting place in the world, lah. Right. Mm. So when you travel and then. Um, one thing that I realized from living and, and studying overseas was that, uh, like at least Americans, uh, they love stories. Uh. Mm. They love, you gotta have a story for everything. And it's, it's a constant one-upping of stories when, when you're in a group together. Is it? At least when traveling together or something uh, like in a uh. foreign country together. Because I studied abroad with some, a lot of Americans at that point. And, it's like, it's all about the story. It's all about like being able to, to command the attention of the table and tell your story and engage people for the longest time. I mean, holy shit, I did not believe that. The kind, of, uh. kind of reaction. That's what you want, you see. Mm. As Singaporeans, I think we're a bit more practical, matter of fact. And even the way we tell stories, maybe not so dramatic, like D&D, Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons style. Mm. But uh, so when you were traveling, yeah. then then the, your American friends tell stories. Then what story you tell? I'm then boring. Uh. I'm then boring. You talk about NS. Uh. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was the, the little trick. Yeah, that was the little <laughs> hack that I got. Every time someone like comes out a story, and then tell us something interesting about yourself. We know in university yeah, they I, always I, have yeah, that. Yeah, a lot also. So I always like, oh, I was a machine gun commander in the oh. military. I was a veteran. And you're like, oh <laughs> shit, Darren! <laughs> oh shit! Whoa! Oh, shit. What war zones have you been to? Yeah. Like, How yeah, many yeah, live rounds yeah. have you fired? You're yeah, like yeah, yeah. four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I can strip a machine gun, blah blah blah. That kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, I did that a lot also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and 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 it's funny because the Americans, yeah, they react with like, oh my god, you're a veteran, you know, like respect. Whereas in Singapore, people will be avoiding you because you smell bad or yeah. you know, you got, you got, your, your, your uniform stinks and stuff like that. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite funny. And but anyway, I mean, yeah, yeah. So, so it's all about stories. And I think Singaporeans, maybe, yeah, we're just not the best at telling these stories. Public speaking and all that, we're not the best. So then people. would you embellish? Would I embellish? When uh, you meet people? Uh, not, no, 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 no. I don't. But I'm not an embellisher, you see. Like, even between us on this podcast, I'm much less the embellisher than you, like, Dude, right? you are an embellisher, <laughs> la, okay? No, you... you know, no, I, maybe, like, certain times, I know when you try and... I don't know, like, you... Mm. Maybe you, you're the you're the subtle embellisher, no? Sub, uh, subtle, lah. But, but if you have to... You, that means you you're an embellisher. Em, if you have to embellish subtly, it means it's very little already, like. No, you know? it's the insidious <laughs> kind of embellishing where it is... It's skillful, I will admit. Uh, uh. Uh, but, yeah, then when you, when you stop, it's after, like, maybe later on that night, you're like, hey, Terrence said that, it's... It's nonsense. It's nonsense. Mm-hmm. So, am I an embellisher? Uh, not so much. At least you, at least you, you, you do do some extreme things, lah. Right? Like, mm. I mean, again, you hey, sort of you, sort of, you, wrap, you <laughs> sort of wrap me up in this trap to have to talk said. about the, you, the things that you you said. I think you've at least said it seventeen say, times. Yeah. No, the Subaru challenge. Okay, uh, this is that's nonsense. One, your time in Africa where you were doing this is you nonsense. were doing a lot of uh, community work while living in Africa. <laughs> There's two. Uh, yeah, so those two stories. <coughs> Ultramarathon. Uh, yeah, Ultramarathon Ultra in Iceland. Yeah. Uh, I've heard so many variations of this to different people all the time and it's always at that point, I, I've mentioned it before as well, like, it's always at that point, I'm like, okay guys, I'm going to take a toilet break now because <laughs> I know Harish is going to take seven <laughs> minutes to tell this story. Okay. The exact reaction he's going to get is, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. Oh, how many hours was your hand on the thing? Oh, how do you pee? This is always the same FAQ. They're always the same FAQ. So I'm like, okay, like Harish is going to have like, He's going to talk for seven minutes. I'm going to use it to go to the toilet and then come back. Yeah. Okay, so to everyone <laughs> listening, this is the image that Terrence paints in his mind. But he always does the talking for me. In fact, I can take the toilet break because he will say everything that I have said before. 
because I want to go toilet, so I that's why I, I just lay down for everybody. Okay, no, case, please ask your question. Case in yeah. point, in this case, you're probably thinking, oh, you purposely asked me the question whether I'm an embellisher, so you can you have no choice but to answer. Mm-hmm. But you asked me whether uh, you are an embellisher in the first place. Uh, so okay. so you played the card. You played dealt the card. card uh, you dealt the card. Yeah, but but that's why I said credit to you is that there's enough craziness in the stuff you've done. Mm. I mean, you don't need to embellish so much, really. La. That is, yeah, that, that is kind of like... Uh, a backhanded compliment, in a way. It is a backhanded compliment. <laughs> no, in the sense that, okay, I think what helps is that generally our choice of work also... Ah, uh, yes. It yes. is... Naturally. Like, people ask, what do you do? Yeah. It is a, it's a bit less common, la, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when I was working, say, at SIA, when I was doing digital marketing... Yeah, then it feels like, oh, digital marketing, like for a big airline mm-hmm. uh, where I'm just a cog in the machine, I sit on an exercise ball at work. That's probably the most interesting thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think maybe then there might be a, a need or, or like a desire to embellish. La. Yes, I, I realized it recently also. La, someone like uh, in a professional field told me, oh, I asked, how are you doing? How's work? All that. And he said, oh, recently I got to talk at this conference or something like that. Mm. You know? And, uh, and I, I mean, to me, it was like, Okay, like we've 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 done it a lot because of the line of our work, like, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not a very big deal. But I could tell it meant a lot to this person, you mm-hmm. know, like first time in his life. Uh, it wasn't even a live conference or anything. It was like a online Zoom thing. But it was a very big deal for him, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And then and then that made me realize, okay, like we get a lot of opportunities to do that, such that you know, at times we even like ah, uh, you know, like oh god, to talk again, like, right? Mm-hmm. It can be quite tiring, right? Uh, but there are professions where people don't get those opportunities every day. Mm. And and so, when people choose to embellish, I can understand the motivation why. Mm. But I have a question for you. Like, is, is name dropping like considered embellishing? Like, let's say like you, people ask you, oh, how's your podcast? Oh, not bad, not bad. We, you know, we got Tan Kin Dian, we got Kok Song, we got you know, all these people on our podcast. Mm. Is that, do you consider embellishing? I think, the way you said it just now may be a bit embellishing, but you must learn the art of the hook. Oh, what's, the art? what's the art? You say, oh, you know, like, podcast, okay. I mean, thankfully, we're getting some interesting guests. Ah, then the next question oh, okay. will be like, guess like who? Oh, you know, just, I mean, people we have worked with, but you yeah. know, some people who are in the news a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like who? I mean, uh, oh, you know, like, so you that's, step at the time. <laughs> that's the art of, like, fishing. <laughs> See, that's the thing. That's why I say between you and me, you are much closer to... You know how to do it like well. I'm like, second, I just drop the facts. It's, second nature to me. I no. drop the facts. So I don't consider, that's why I don't consider embellishing. You know, I just like, oh, okay, like, we got these people. On, yeah. yeah. Kind of thing, but like. the way you say it just now, you might think it's not embellishing. You're dropping the facts. But to the lay person, that is name dropping. Name dropping. You uh, must handhold them, Darren. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, I must handhold them. Okay. So so then I think it's the way you say it. Like, got it, got it. Uh, so, so you think these people who said yes, they do embellish on it. What, what, do you, what kind of embellishing do they do? Like name dropping, embellishing, or like no, like it, I mean, ego, some it? some of them said they come up with like you know like uh she said one of them she loves to tell Uber or taxi drivers that she's either a television actress or a teacher as opposed to an actual job in marketing for a software company. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, in this case, I I don't think there's any harm to it mm, mm. as long as it's not malicious, as long as you're not hurting someone, as long as you're not scamming someone mm. I saw some article that day where I think it wasn't in China. Like this guy got caught faking a heart attack at restaurants so he doesn't have to pay and he's done it like 29 times. Oh, seriously? Yeah. My God. So, so in this case, I mean, I, I, I will also admit that a few times when I'm traveling my, with my wife, I'll just say, hey, let's just pretend we are some, like, some couple from a different country and like, yeah. 
Uh, oh, no, it hasn't, that, hasn't happened yet. Oh, hasn't happened yet. Okay, but okay. maybe, I, maybe I should. La. So I think if it's more like, I mean, yeah, la, like depending on how much you're embellishing. La. Yeah. If you are saying, oh, you know, I own this building, I own that building. When you come to Singapore, I will take you out. But for now, you give me this cap, cap ride for free. Oh, that's fucked up. Then that's fucked up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, But I mean, I guess for us, the equivalent would be pretending to be like doctors or lawyers. Or oh, that's our, <laughs> that's, our, that's our form of being, yeah. <laughs> embellishing and being interesting. Yeah, what do you do? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, what, what would be something you would embellish? Like, you think, have you ever thought about like saying something that is a, that is an untruth? That's what that's what the we hear in Parliament, right? Untruth, I think right? On the, that's the kind of thing that I did as a teenager on all the chat rooms and all that, mm. uh, IRC. Shout mm. out to IRC for and ASL, are right? What's ASL? Sorry. Age, sex, location. You know? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah. ASL, yeah. Correct. Mm. Yeah, those are the kind of places where there was a lot of like, yeah, embellishing and all that. The early days of internet when it was easy to fake who you were, mm. but now it's all about authenticity. So it's like. I think like embellishing becomes like such a dirty word. It's like catfishing. It's like faking it. So you're like real like, when you travel? When I travel, yeah, yeah. I try to be as real as possible. Mm. Uh, try to make the excitement not about me, but about, you know, things that you're doing and things like that. Mm. Uh, maybe not, okay. Maybe not embellishing, but you also want to protect your identity somewhat when yeah. you travel. I think, I think maybe that's something that um, maybe Singaporeans you you give away too much information about yourself and all that mm. also opens you up for to be scammed and all that right mm-hmm. so you also gotta be gotta be kind of careful la. so yeah. maybe yeah sometimes it's less about embellishing but just not giving the full truth la. yeah yeah you know exactly. like like let's say this this person marketing for a software company I mean the software company could be something in like pop culture like uh, TikTok or something mm-hmm. like that or it could be like for an industry that no one has heard of. Yeah. But you can just not say you're twisting the facts also. You're just you're just giving uh, some details lah. Yeah, because we've heard of all these scams, all right, where uh, people yeah. get information about you. Not 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 even like your bank account details or anything, but just information on where you live, how many family members you have and things like that. Mm. And they use that to like try and scam your family into sending money because you're being kidnapped or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. We've we've read about this. I, it hasn't actually happened to me, but Scams are very common in overseas, yeah, right? And uh, if you are a very friendly Singaporean, it seems like, uh, especially someone who's overly friendly, sharing too many details, mm. you are opening yourself up for this kind of thing, mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, and then yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe Singaporeans are sort of being careful also when they talk about like you know having an alter ego. But then, if you think about it, this is the same survey that yielded those two kind of findings, right? Mm. So basically, the same five hundred and two people who voted, like two out of three who voted, they want to sleep more on vacations. Yeah, yeah. Like three out of four of those five hundred and two also embellished stuff. Mm, mm, so basically, mm. there's a bunch of people who travel. They just yeah. sleep a lot. Sleep a lot, like, yeah, yeah. And then they go out and then they uh, spin the stories to Uber drivers and taxi drivers, like. Yeah, I guess that could be fun if you're traveling alone, like, right? Mm. Uh, but if you're traveling with a family or that, it's them strange, right? You no, you try la. Like your next trip, yeah, like yeah. someone where you're from, you're like, oh, I'm from uh, Japan. And then see what your wife says. La. Oh, that kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put them on the spot. La. It's a bit weird, la, yeah. Yeah. But you think there'll be, you know, you know, there are these like, um, nowadays there are more and more of these kind of travel packages mm. where the, or, the, the, the company organizes the full trip for you. All you do is just turn out the airport and then they yeah, give you a letter. I hate that, I hate that. Oh, you hate that? I hate that. <laughs> you don't think that'll be fun? No. Why? Like, it's just discovery all along the way. You get to sort of be, 
in an adventure. Wait, you know? oh, so, oh, you mean you don't know where you're going? Yeah, I don't know where you're going. Oh, yeah, that sounds interesting. Oh, then what were you talking about? I thought you meant just like a regular tour. tour oh, thing. then yeah, tour groups, no lah. Yeah, uh, I'm talking about those that you go to the airport, then there's a letter that says, I think it could be quite fun. I think it could be quite fun. I think it could be quite fun. I know fun. someone who did it. Uh, it looked quite fun, yeah, yeah. Oh, and they had good things to say? Yeah, yeah, good things to say, good things to say. Uh, and then it was literally that lah. They went to the airport, they got a letter saying, oh, here's your ticket to Cambodia. And then, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, every step along the way. It was all planned and curated already lah. Mm. And they just were reacting to to all these different things. Uh. They went alone? Uh, as a couple, yeah. Oh, as, as a couple. couple. Yeah, uh. yeah, yeah. Maybe that kind of trip. Maybe it's a bit like the storyline of um, the the old Arnold Schwarzenegger uh. sci-fi movie, Total Recall, right? Uh. Uh, you can take a trip you know, in your mind and you are a secret agent mm. in, in a mission to Mars, right? Mm. And then he wakes up and eh, people are trying to kill him. He's like a real secret agent. You know? yeah, yeah, so yeah. that was the, the crazy storyline that that maybe people are trying to live out here. Yeah, that's true. Eh? Yeah. And I mean, the more we talk about it, the more I was thinking of my own travel habits. And I and actually, when I travel, uh, I do try not to have to get up early. Because mm. I mean, yeah. right now, we don't have a kid yet. Yeah. So, not say we will sleep in till 11 or 12 because I hate that. But we also won't wake up at like 6 or 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's... I mean, then you slow down. Maybe you don't need to like exercise in the morning or something. You just go for a nice breakfast and all. But you sleep so in a the... Balance, uh. But if you sleep in the hotel bed, can you really get much better rest in a hotel bed, you know? No, no, no. I mean, right. debatable. Uh. Yeah. Because some hotel... Because there's like a... Some... I mean, everything's so different. Yeah. Can't guarantee lah. And I mean, we're not going to be staying in some six-star premium hotel. Because yeah. apparently on like, I think it was on the booking.com, they, amongst the trends, they said like certain uh, hotels like Shang- the Shangri-Las and all, now have sleep concierges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No? yeah, yeah, yeah. So they kind of tell you what is the best pillow for you. They put like lavender on your pillow to help you go into a deeper sleep and all. Yeah. But uh, there was a podcast that Joe Rogan did with a sleep mm. science expert. Mm. basically said the first 48 hours every time you're in a new city you will get terrible sleep regardless of how comfortable the bed is just because it's just a subconscious thing where you're, you're, you're in a different environment and your body will not be able to sleep as peacefully as it normally does like, oh is it so it's like it almost kind of defeats the purpose of going for one of these sleep packages because if it's anything less than 48 hours you're not going to get that deep sleep and most of the time you travel you change rooms and things like that so, yeah. so every time you change environment you're not going to get into that deep sleep but I think one thing we haven't spoken about is like uh, I think we also might have sleep privilege oh. uh, because there are some people I remember growing up like um, I shared a room with my brother mm-hmm. but even now I know certain people in their 30s or 20s they live at home with say parents and all mm-hmm. and like getting uninterrupted sleep is tough. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think one of them was quoted in the article also saying that uh, she shares her room with someone and it's tough for her to to get any sleep at all. Mm. Uh, yeah, so 33-year-old shares a room with her sister who sleeps during the day and works at night. Wow. So she has Shame. difficulty uh, sleeping at night when her sister's working. Rough. Yeah. So because of that, then you can understand why people might want to get like a, like plans their holidays around sleep. La. Yeah, yeah. And maybe even staycations. Uh, yeah, staycations. Yeah. But I mean, the, I've been to too many situations where like day, day one of a staycation, fire alarm goes off at 1am. Oh, it? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> you barely, you're hardly getting rest. La, I actually haven't done, have I done a staycation before? No, I don't think I have. Yeah. But just, I, I'm just saying a lot of variables when you go yeah. to stay somewhere else that, that do not guarantee It's just a new environment. Exactly. It's a new yeah. environment. So it's like, I, I don't know if 
trying to catch up on sleep on holiday is necessarily the best idea. Mm, uh, mm. Or planning for it and really looking forward to it because you're going to get destroyed. Or maybe just sleep the whole day in bed. You know, that kind of feeling where you can just lie in bed the whole day, watch TV, order food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it's less about sleep and more about just like um, a break. Mm, mm, mm. Uh yeah, yeah I mean but the 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 thing about the making up stories thing like forty two percent of Singapore based travelers make up stories about their lives are uh, pretty pretty funny yeah uh. forty two I thought it was three and four uh I found uh the I don't know the one of the byline says the survey found that forty two percent of Singapore based travelers on this today article it says nearly three and four or seventy three percent of Singapore based travelers said they enjoyed the anonymity ah uh, different oh. different. Yeah. Oh, oh, so it's not yeah, seven out of ten. It's embellished. No, effects. but they said the chance to recreate themselves, what? That doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing alter ego. You recreate yourself by going for a yoga class or like, you know, uh, yeah, meditating or something, right? Oh. So only, actually only about four in ten, 42% of travelers said they would embroider the facts when talking to people they met abroad about their real life. I see. Now that makes more sense. Yeah. 40% of people, like, do that. Okay, yeah. okay, that makes more sense. La. Mm. So Harris just literally embellished, yeah, uh, embroidered the facts. Embroidered the facts. There was a <laughs> negative demonstration. Yeah. Uh, travelers, oh, okay. But just, I mean, from the very high level, some of the other trends that the Booking.com survey uh, revealed, and this is globally, la, mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah, people like creating their alter egos. Uh, people like traveling to, to cooler uh, areas. Mm. Mm. Um. Yeah. So, fifty six percent say that as temperatures soar close to home, they will use their vacation to cool down elsewhere. Mm. I mean, pretty pretty understandable. Yep. Uh, that travelers also are increasingly wanting to surrender themselves to the element of surprise, explore the unknown, and venture into uncharted mm. territory. Like what you say, lah. People getting a bit more um adventurous also. Mm. Uh, more travel um, more people wanting to try indigenous cuisines like yeah. 4 and 5 yeah. wanting to try indigenous cuisines uh, and yeah like uh, a lot more people are booking one way trips also mm. Mm. yeah like uh, 58% yeah and yeah a lot more focus on mindfulness and and basically people who are not doing the tour groups and there's all these hacks on how to travel Travel better, yeah, yeah, man. Pretty, pretty funny. Singaporeans like, yeah, working so, until they have to like take holiday to sleep. Yeah, man, <laughs> to sleep to make babies and all that kind of everything, stuff. Everything. everything. But yeah, uh, that's the reality of it. Tell us if you've got if you are one of those forty percent, forty two percent that embellishes the facts, lah. Yeah, like, what's the craziest story that you've come yeah, up with exactly. and told people? Because I, I want to see what the outcome of that is. Mm. Like, were you doing to get laid or were you doing it to, you know, get out of a tricky situation or something? Mm. I think there's, I think for, yeah, to some people do it to sort of protect themselves and yeah. I understand that. Lah. But who are those people, if you've done it to, you know, whether it's just sort of heck of it or for more malicious intents, mm. like, we would love to know what exactly. Actually, I'll be traveling soon also. Maybe I should make it a point. I'm going to embellish at least one interaction mm. Mm. and just mm. see what happens. Yeah. You the next thing... Uh, pretend to be someone else. Uh. Next thing you see, Singaporean podcaster arrested in. Uh, no, no, it'll be Singaporean Wa Banana. Wa oh, Banana. Yeah. <laughs> Wa Banana host. Uh, Actor Jay Kishan uh, has been caught and all. Then Kishan will come out in Singapore like, what the hell, man? I was, I was never in, 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 in uh, Korea or anything. Yeah. Funny. 
But yeah, yeah interesting. Uh, speaking of uh, you know traveling and and adjusting to you know like uh, life here and and experiencing different things, um, there's one person who is will be traveling to Singapore. Mm. And uh, making quite a big splash because he's not—he's—he's he's not just your average person. He's someone who, no matter how much he tries to embroider the facts about who he is, you can't mistake who he is. He's mm. one of the most famous people in the world. Mm. Who is this person? He's none other than Prince William, mm. who will be in Singapore from November fifth to November eighth. Mm. Um, for for the the main reason of um, kind of like attending the finals of the twenty twenty three. Earshot Prize Award Ceremony. Mm. Oh no, not the, yeah, the finals and eventual prize award ceremony. Earthshot. 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 Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's Earthshot. That's what I was thinking, what the hell is the Earshot yeah, yeah. Prize? Within Earshot or something. Yeah, that, I'm that's like, <laughs> it's meant for the environment, it's meant for climate change and all that, and then Earshot Prize. <laughs> Earthshot. Because I play on the word moonshot, la, you know? Oh. Mm. Wow, well, it's kind of name, ah. Uh. Yes. Do you think it's a good name? A shot. A, a, it's even hard to pronounce. A, earth. A shot. I mean, I, I, I understood. Earth shot. I understood reference straight away, but I guess I can see why people saw it as year shot. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Earth shot prize. It's the third iteration. Mm. It's a. Uh, it was founded by Prince William and the UK-based charity, the Royal Foundation, in 2020. So it's a 10-year-long annual global environment prize where mm. uh, the winner will be awarded a million pounds to scale up their environmental solutions. Mm. So yeah, basically 15 finalists have been shortlisted uh, and it'll be held in Singapore. Yeah. But that's not the focus of this conversation or why we wanted to talk about this. Mm -hmm. So five winners will win one million pounds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, Mm -hmm. pretty impressive. Five winners. Um, Yeah, but but why do you want to talk about this, Terence? So, I mean, besides just coming uh, as part of the competition to, you know, listen to the pictures and, and and uh, sort of award the prizes. Uh, Prince William will also be doing some things to meet Singaporeans. Uh. So apparently he will visit the HSBC Rain Vortex at Jewel Changi Airport mm. for an event to mark the start of the Earthshot Awards ceremony. Then he is also scheduled to participate in dragon boating during his trip. Mm. Um, Princess Kate will not be part here because I think her kids are undergoing exams or something. Yeah, to su- support 10-year-old Prince George with his upcoming exams. Lah. Mm. So she's at home taking care of the kids. Um, but yeah, it'll be Prince William going to try some things in Singapore, one of which is dragon boating, which is uh, interesting. Lah, interesting. I mean, this is, uh, you know, like um, in Cambridge and Oxford and all that, they probably do their, uh, a lot of rowing, right? You know, the competitive rowing and things like that. Maybe, mm. Maybe dragon boating something he's never tried before. But yeah, I mean, if you had Prince Williams coming to Singapore and he, you wanted to show him the true Singapore experience, what would you do aside from going to Jewel Changi and dragon boating? And I mean, I assume it's aside from eating. Because yeah. eating, he will definitely try it. Yeah, he'll have to eat three meals. Uh, but I'm assuming every meal is like like a diplomatic meal kind of thing. Like he's got, it's like official thing, right? So he's got no control. He'll over confirm it. go to Newton or Lao Pasat. <laughs> confirm. Confirm, okay. Confirm. So you think what would be a truly Singaporean experience? Eh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. Taking the MRT? Taking the MRT. Yeah, true. Actually, I'm kind of surprised that uh, they haven't scheduled a visit for him to like the, you know, the World War II memorials and all that for for all the POWs during the war. 
But is it? Uh, he's not his first time coming here. No, it's not his first time. But uh, this this is probably, um, you know, given that he's sort of now the prince, Prince William, mm. right? Like mm. He's next in line for the throne. Uh, and his dad, you know, is not uh, not that young or so, uh, right? I think this is probably the most significant, I mean, significance in the, the sense of his position right now uh, in the mm. royal family. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he, him being seen doing a lot of these things uh, is very important opportunities for the royal family to sort of put their stamp on things around the world. Uh, so right? you think he should, even in this trip, he should go to the war memorial? Like every time he comes to Singapore, he must go war memorial. Not every time, lah. But now he's, you know, with everything that's happened to the royal family in the last couple of years, where his brothers also stepped back from royal duties and a lot of scandals mm. and a lot of generally negative things being said about the royal family and the relevance of it, lah. Right. Mm. More than ever, I feel like they need to, you know, really show that they are. There's a point to them being around, lah. There's a point to them going around the world doing these things, lah. Mm. Yeah. To give out the ear sh- earth shot prize. Uh. You can't even pronounce it. You don't even know what the name of the prize is. <laughs> Nobody's heard of it before. I mean, Let's that's why. It. That's why. They need, so that's why, like, maybe one thing he should do is instead of going to, like, uh, the the fountain or something, mm. go to a natural fountain. Go to Sungai Bulo. Mm. You know, mm. if, you're, if you're giving out an award for uh, uh, conservation of the earth and climate, then you go to this man-made fountain. That is true, huh? yeah. Right, a bit of an irony. Right? And you're gonna be landing in the airport also. Yeah. Uh, it feels like okay, the fountain's great and all, but you can see it on your way home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. maybe the one he bopien lah, because he it's has an event lah, right? It's an event. It's the countdown to the opening of the Earth Shock Prize. Uh, no choice lah. I mean, and and honestly, Joe Changi. I mean, it's a good place to bring people who are visiting Singapore for the first time. Like I had a friend who stopped over in Singapore. Really just for like a few hours. And mm. I met him for like to eat chicken rice at Jewel Changi. Mm. And it was quite a wow experience. Because uh, it is the Jewel, the that rain vortex thing is quite a wow experience, right? So he was wow. Yeah, yeah. He was he was like wow, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I call it a wow experience, <laughs> uh, right? And then uh, you know, like, photos, you know, and he barely had to step out of the airport, you know. So yeah, that was uh, a it was a very convenient thing. Because uh. that was when he arrived or when he was flying off? Uh, he was just laying over, stop over, short. Oh, yeah, there's a layover. La. Prince William is going to be in Singapore. Yeah, but you know, his schedule is so packed. So it's like, okay, if you're going to have like, what's the first event that you do? Like, right there at the airport la, when you get out. So then what would you do if you had like, you could plan like one day of him? Uh, one day with Prince William. I think definitely he's got to go to like Botanic Gardens and all. Mm. I think the history of that place, the UNESCO Heritage Site, it's a global thing, la, right? You know, Botanic Gardens and... Mm. and and go and visit like Little India or, or you know, see shop houses or something, uh, you know. He's got to do that whole like princely, king, royal, royal family thing and go mm. to these places and be seen and photograph there. And sort of like, the, I, I guess the interesting thing about the royal family is that every one of them has sort of been embedded in history. Uh, and when you watch a show like Netflix, the Netflix, The Crown, Crown. and all, mm. that you, you've seen that the royal family has been there all the way. Uh, they're weaved into the fabric of history, you know, whether it's American history or British history. And now Singapore is also one of the, you know, the big cities in the world that people think about uh, economic and cultural centers. and Not cultural, but economic centers of the world. So you want to be photographed on all these backdrops to sort of like continue building the legend of the royal family. Mm. So I think, I think it'll be a good time for some, for some of these photo opportunities. You don't huh? think he, to go the other extreme and go to like uh, Yishun or Kampong Buangkok <laughs> uh, to show that 
he's not just doing what everyone would expect like a prince yeah. to do. Yeah. He's really a man of the people. Or go Halloween horrors or something. Go Halloween horrors. <laughs> <laughs> How crazy would that be? Uh, oh, if, love like, it. One night suddenly, oh, you see Prince William at Halloween Horrors or something. Yeah, because I'm really curious what else is he going to do, man. Like, the, I mean, Dragon Boat, when I looked him up on Wikipedia, uh, I mean, he was quite athletic in school. He he was, uh, he participated in football, swimming, basketball, clay pigeon shooting and cross-country running. And mm. he was at one point the captain of the swimming team and, uh, and his house football team and took up water polo, but never did Dragon Boat racing before. Uh. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess Dragon Boat, it's not something that you will find in every country. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, now now I think about it, actually quite interesting. La. Then, if not, what do you think like he'll go and like play polo or something like that, you know? Do one of those elitist colonial oh, kind of things. Polo. Uh. Go and, you know, play polo and all these kind of sports. Maybe not. La. Maybe Dragon Boat is like a... More accessible. Exotic, uh. but also more local and everything. Uh, right? And can show his jockness. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and together with a team of Singaporeans and everything. Do the Great Singapore Workout. <laughs> the, but who does it? Who even does it? Yeah, I think basis? people listening will be like, what the fuck is the Great Singapore Workout? If you have no idea, you just go on YouTube and you search the Great Singapore Workout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyone who was born in like the 80s and 90s would know it like almost by heart. Yeah. Or he could go sprinting with Shanti Pereira. Yeah. Like, you know, just go training for a run or something. Mm. Quite interesting. How about you? What you, What's the one thing that you want to do with Prince William? All these arrange for Prince William if you were in charge of that. Mm. I would say go to like like a like a Heartland Hawker Centre. Hawker Centre? Yeah. Okay. Heartland Coffee Shop or or like have some Teh Tarik or uh, do something or maybe like go for a uh, like, what do you say? Why would McRitchie or something? Mm, mm. You know, like, like on a more, not so curated kind of like, where tourists always go to. Yeah. Something a bit more off the beaten track. Mm. Maybe it's not MBS and the Infinity Pool and all that. Come do a podcast on Yalabad. <laughs> that'll, uh, that'll, that'll be great, great awesome. man. That'll yeah. be fucking great. Talk about sustainability. And yeah, everything. so yeah, this yeah. year we got, you know, Tan Kin Lian, Kok Song, Shanti Pereira, Prince, Prince William. William. That yeah. is a name drop. That yeah. is a That's how you embellish. Name drop, man. You embellish everything. Yeah. Yeah. But um, interesting, like that he's scheduled to... to participate uh, he, we, we know a few of the activities he'll be doing mm. but I'm just curious because like, you know it's going to be a media circus following him you think so it'll be a Tom bit Mama. like the Trump Kim summit you know where, like every step of the way there were cameras trained on them like what are they doing and you know the, this hotel room that they're staying in and everything mm. it'll have a bit of that feel I think yeah so you think there will be a media frenzy here definitely I think remember I think he <laughs> Was he? Was it him who came and then there were they arranged some senior citizens to exercise in Queensway? <laughs> I for think him. it was him. I think it was, it was him, him. Right? I believe, yeah. Yeah, I think it was him. Like that became a yeah. meme, lah, right? Yeah. So don't know whether the organizers have learned the lessons of from last time about yeah, lah, Don't don't wayang until it's, it's it looks so it looks so horrendous, lah, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and he's only forty one, no? Yeah. I yeah. thought it was much older, yeah. That's my my age, yeah. Yeah. Forty one. Yeah. Oh. Funny, yeah. Funny, man. Yeah, yeah. Prince William was at Queensway. Oh, they visited. The last time they came was in 2012. Mm. Oh, wait. Maybe 20... 20... Oh, no, no. Maybe even more recent. 2015. Yeah, I think more recent. Lah. Yeah. No, twenty. but 2012 was when the Prince William and Kate went to Queenstown and saw people exercising. <laughs> yeah. That became a meme, lah, right? That became a meme, yeah. Funny. Yeah. 
But interesting, huh? Mm. Then where is the ear shot price going to... Earth shot. Fucking earth shot price. Yeah. Going to be held. Yeah. Don't know um, yet, right? Probably MBS or one of those places. Or Shangri-La. Shangri-La, Shangri-La has, has more of the, the security. Shangri-La security is... Yeah, it's easier to deploy security there, I think. Yeah. Mm. Because there's only like... There's like basically one road that can go yeah. in and out. He should place. go to like, you know, Kunia and hold up his brother's book. Uh, and just <laughs> What's his brother's book it? called? Spare. Spare. What was fame? Spare. Spare. It's called Spare. Because he's the... Spare. Oh, spare. He's spare. Halamak. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, but cool. And I think actually, Harry was in town not too long ago, so, you know. But that one got no media circles. Uh, uh I mean, yeah. In fact, it was just in August. Harry mm. was in town for a Singapore chari- charity polo match. Mm. For charity, uh, yeah. So, wow, quite recent actually. Funny, yeah, uh, that they both come within like, within years short of each other. Yeah. <laughs> but like really, there was not much fanfare on it, right? There was not, but I guess that's the thing, uh, because Harry's no longer really an official part of the royal family. Yeah. So it doesn't come with a whole media frenzy, uh, that, that, whereas like, when Prince Williams comes, when Prince William comes, I think there'll be a bit more. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh. Interesting. Mm. But All yeah, right. uh, you know, exciting things happening in Singapore. Yeah. But as always, what is your one short comment of the from our Yellowbird community? Do you do you have it up? Uh, I mean, it's basically there was some. Uh, I think we did a podcast with the guys from We Are Hantu or Ghost Maps podcast recently, and uh, some of the comments um, were about, on Reddit, about how they they enjoyed it. Lah. And uh, I think specifically, there was a comment from, um, let me just pull that up, it's from Rai Kota, saying mm. he was a big fan of both podcasts, and this changed my Super Sien weekend to a damn good one. Um... And he did not expect us to be, uh, did not expect them as guests on our podcast. But the interesting thing is that we will, we have also been guests on their podcast. So uh, keep keep your eyes peeled for that one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it seems like this Ghost Maps has a lot of listeners who, because of the nature of the podcast, don't actually know a lot about the creators of the podcast. So they found the podcast that we sat down together and talked about the the creative process and everything mm-hmm. very interesting, lah. So yeah, shout out to to everyone who are who listens to Ghost Maps as well. Uh yeah, do do listen, do look out for us on Dead Air, their version of like uh interview podcast as well. Mm, mm, yeah. mm. And that one will be coming out like uh I think this next, weekend. Yeah, this weekend maybe. or something. Not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh okay, cool. Uh my one short thing was um One short comment. One short comment, yeah. Mm. It was a it was a comment by a long time commenter, uh SG uh Red Shah. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, and basically, it was when we were talking about um in the previous in a previous episode about how Piers Morgan has been quite an informative source. Like his interviews have been quite informative for us with regards to the uh horrors of Israel and Palestine going on. Yeah. Uh, not because of his opinions per se, but because of the guests that he's been bringing on. Mm. Um, and like the, they commented, like I'm feeling a bit surreal seeing the worlds of. Muhammad, Hijab, uh, Piers Morgan, and now Yalabad merging together from his perspective. Uh, because that Hijab, uh, he's quite a famous, I think, uh, uh, streamer. Mm. And he's very vocal on on the issues at hand. Uh, and I mean, they, they, this commenter did go on to kind of talk about how his debate with Piers Morgan shed some light to the asymmetric reporting of the issue 
and they also recommended some journalists mm. uh on the ground in Gaza who are covering the whole horror mm. uh and yeah lah it's just the more sources that we can get the more sources we can listen to it, i think it's important for everyone lah yeah so shout out to SG Richa for suggesting that mm yeah man interesting eh? i think yeah. Pierce Morgan really is like he's winning a lot of uh people over to his show huh? yeah i mean himself uh he has been a bit like uh like you you can argue that oh is he the best doing the best uh, uh approach or his own opinions but yeah you can't take away from the fact that he is getting probably the most a uh, diverse set of guests uh, compared to any media outlet in the world that I've come across like yeah, yeah so so kudos to him man yeah kudos to him man kudos to him uh, uh but yes. yeah and the one shock thing uh the one shock thing okay wait uh, let me let me pull it maybe, up maybe I have I go in mind first yeah you can go uh the NBA season just started again mm. uh but one player that everyone's really excited to watch is Victor Wembanyama from the San Antonio Spurs. Uh-huh. Uh and I I mean, you know, you know these things like someone hyped up and then after that they they can be quite disappointed, but he's played in a few preseason games that were quite uh quite interesting and and quite impressive like. And I don't mean it in the way that oh, he's so skillful or that, but it's just he's probably the most athletic tall person I've ever seen like, in the in the sound of the things that he's doing on court. Like. Like the way he, like his wings, you know, he's really freakishly tall, but he moves uh, really well, very fast, shoots well. And um, there was even just this shot of him like uh, stealing a ball from somebody. Like he was standing at the three-point line or a basketball court and someone was trying to run past him and he sort of just takes one step back and his hand, just like that, he's reached like within the free throw area already, you know, mm. just one step backwards. And then they can't manage to poke the ball away and, and you know, finish the ball for dunk. So it's uh yeah, it's just something quite uh interesting to see because you haven't seen such a uh freak of nature moving so fast, so athletically. Who was before. the last person was that was like that? I would say Wade, uh? people would say Shaq, maybe. Oh Shaq. Like, given his size and, and and like how dominant he could be. But uh, actually, NBA has been moving away from that whole big man, oh, yeah. big man centric uh, play for very many, many years. Uh, and you know, the the likes of the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, and all they've sort of uh, everyone has come to embrace the three point play kind of mm. thing. Uh. Mm. But you watch the way, uh, yeah, Victor Wembanyama moves; it's it's pretty crazy. He's not huge, like like he doesn't have the strength of Shaq or what, or, yeah. or Zion Williamson, but but he's. But he's really tall, uh, and he he ends up blocking shots that you wouldn't think that normal people could possibly block at all. Uh. I mean, like yeah. I'm looking at a picture of him, and he's holding his hands out, and his wingspan is insane. It's insane, yeah. It looks freaky. Yeah, like and, I mean, yeah, he he's he's thin, uh. Yeah. And a few months ago, he got in a little bit of a. I think uh, Britney Spears wanted to take a photo of him in Las Vegas or something, uh. and she like tried to push past his security, and and apparently like. Uh, the security guards pushed her or something and she's like suing her security guards for like you know, something like that. Like, some stupid ass thing. But but the point is like, yeah, like, he's, uh, he's been hyped up. This Victor Wembanyama is, he's so, such a freak of nature that even celebrities want to take photos of him and all. Like. So this is his first season, is it? In the NBA, yeah. But I think he's been playing in Europe if I'm not wrong. Because he's the yeah. number one draft picker. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then a lot of people were like, like hoping that they could, they could draft him. Like, yeah. 
the most hyped, yeah, on Wikipedia, the most hyped uh, NBA prospect since LeBron James, nineteen year old, seven seven foot four, seven foot four inches, seven foot four, and a nearly eight foot wingspan. Yeah, is that taller than Shaq? I believe so. Yeah, Shaq. Oh shoots, Shaq is two point oh three meet, uh, two point one six meters. Two point one six in feet. That's oh yeah. Shaq is seven feet one. Victor Wembanya is seven feet four. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, but to see him, yeah. So it's it's really interesting watching him move around the court. Yeah, Holy he doesn't move shit. like a seven foot four person. Yeah. And he's really the tallest, is it? Because the Rockets has Boban Marjanovic, uh, who's yeah. seven foot three. Yeah. Oh my god. Probably yeah. That's crazy. Okay. Uh. Cool. Um, my uh one shock thing is just like this. This I read this article, the commentary about the rise of the third place. La. have you mm. heard of the third place term? The kind of, but I, it depends on what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this one is basically like um this 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 rise of spaces in society that are meant to be the in between between your first place, which is your home, mm. and your mm. second place, which is your work, la. Mm. Um and it's it could be anything from like places of worship to cafes, bars, um, and there was um it was coined by uh this person Ray Oldenburg, mm. uh Oldenburg, who kind of like was the first first person to to coin it, and just talking about the importance that places like that hold in society, mm-hmm. and that when you're doing urban planning and and creative design, you always need to think about the third place la. Mm. Uh, which I thought was like, oh that was uh, interesting at first I saw uh, articles the rise of the third place I was like what the hell is the third place but then it, it's this whole movement and, and term about these places and then now they are fourth and fifth places also okay uh, the fourth place is is uh, um, is the it is the almost like what the fuck is the fourth place um, so it's like there are now places that combine the home the work and the social into one. So like co-living spaces or co-working spaces and all that is like the fourth place. So so it's just, I didn't know like like with most things that seem a bit abstract, just the term third place I found quite interesting. Mm. And there's a bunch of articles being written about the rise of it into like when you're thinking of planning and, and stuff. And it was coined only like 2009, so not too long ago. So what is your third place? My third place, uh, I would say cafes. Uh. Cafes. Yeah, like a good old copy. Like sometimes when I need to do writing or just catch up on like some work stuff, I like going to a cafe and just doing work there. But that's not a social activity. Or you're not there like talking to a community or building community or anything, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah. So it doesn't really count as a third place that way. That is true. I think third place requires there to... It's not your home. It's not your workplace. But you're sort of still part of a larger community. Oh, that is true. Yeah. That is true. The third places are anchors of community life and facilitate and foster broader, more creative interaction. Mm. So, damn it. So, do I have a third place? Yeah. Maybe that's a question for everyone. Yeah, what is your third place? Do you have a third place? Uh, Parks, I suppose. No, but like, it's also like, uh, in other words, your third place is where you relax in public, where you encounter familiar faces and make new acquaintances. So you go to a park that you know the people there. I go to a park regularly. I go to parks regularly enough to bump into people that uh, 
have their kids there as well and things like that. But yeah. you got to talk to them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to talk, oh, to, talk to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's that. your third place. Uh. That's, yeah, it has become my third place. Because when I go running, I wave to people but I don't talk to them. Yeah, no. Go pity I'm downstairs or, or mama shop and all that, no? But mama shop, I don't go there and hang out. <laughs> Maybe you should. I mean, you should start yeah, sure. But yeah, that's yeah. my third place. So question for you listening is what is your third place? What is your third place? What is your third place? The problem with Singapore is a lot of these third places like feels like you have to spend money to oh, yeah, yeah. And that's what to pay. that's what uh, you know people are not encouraged to you know hang out there and all because of them you have to pay so I think hawker centers probably are a third place for a lot of like the older mm. generation right yeah uh, but those are also steadily disappearing also one common place is like barber shops uh, in other countries you know where you go there you know no the familiar really. person that was all about the, the you know 10 minutes Twelve min, twelve dollars, yeah, twelve minute haircut thing, you know. So I think the article that I found, which I can't find now, was relating to the third place in Singapore. Oh yes, they were talking about how there's so much unused space in Singapore, like car park rooftops and all that. Yes, that can be converted into third places uh, in yeah, Singapore. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. interesting. I'll find an article. I'll find an article. Okay. Sweet. Cool, man. All right. Thanks all for right. listening, everybody. And remember, if you enjoyed this, if you've enjoyed other podcasts be great if you could introduce us to at least one person who hasn't heard of us mm. and uh, remember to follow us subscribe to us leave us a rating if if you if you got a minute uh, we would really appreciate it mm. cool thanks for listening everybody peace